0: Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics, a podcast dedicated to exploring how things get places and the people who get them there. We'll talk with logistics and supply chain leaders about innovation, industry trends, and the future of the logistics business. Now, here's your host, Joe
1: Lynch. Hello, welcome to my podcast. This is Joe Lynch from the Logistics of Logistics, and today's topic is TMS Innovation and the Voice of the Customer with my buddy Cameron Robertson. Say hello, Cameron.
2: Hey, thank you for having me, Joe.
1: <laughs> You're most welcome. Thank you for being here. So, Cameron, before we get started, please introduce yourself and your company.
2: Absolutely. So, I am the Chief Technology Officer of 3PL Systems. We're located in Signal Hill, California, and we specialize in the development of transportation management software. And it's awesome software. I've
1: used it in the past. It's very Of all the softwares I've used, I've probably used like five or six different TMS uh, over the years. And uh, I've always liked how intuitive it is. So we'll get into that a little more. But tell us a little bit about your background. Where'd you grow up? What'd you study? That kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So it started out at a young age when I I fell in love with computers. at, At the age of 13, I built my first website. And ever since then, I've just been hyper-focused on learning more and more about software development and also computers in general. I, I ended up going to school for computer science uh, in Southern California, uh, which is the best place for the tech culture scene. But yeah, that's that's my background. So, <laughs> so you're from California, right? Uh, yep. I'm from born and raised Southern California. I think
1: there's like five people born and raised there. So, uh, so, so what
2: was your first adult job? I, believe it or not, my first adult job was 3PL Systems. I, after I took the job at 3PL Systems, I fell in love with the industry, the people, and just the fact that it seemed pretty young in technology. So I, I decided to stick around ever since, ever since I started here. So you worked your way up from the bottom? I did, yes. I, I joined the company as a technical support representative and worked my way into a systems analyst and then into a project management role and then a development project manager and all the way up to the chief technology officer of the business.
1: So when I talked to you like 10 years ago, you weren't the
2: CTO? <laughs> no, I was not. I, I was uh, assisting you with uh, issues you may have had with the software. <laughs>
1: I think I've been lied to.
2: <laughs> so um,
1: before we get too much into this technology, I know uh, offline what we we're talking about, you mentioned API and EDI. And I know I'm not the only doofus who's going to question this. So please explain the difference between API and EDI before we get into the tech talk.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So API and EDI just seems like in general, a lot of people think it is the same thing. So there are two different types of technologies. API basically serves as an interface between software programs. If you could imagine a human interacting with a computer, that's similar to how an API works. An API just talks between two computers. So it'd be one computer communicating with another computer in live time. So an EDI is still, however, the most popular form of exchanged information via technology in transportation. It allows a user to pass information in, you know, based off an action, such as the carrier has created an invoice and then an a EDI file is sent to a transportation management system and processed via that platform. But it can be used for all types of data as well. Uh, the, the most popular is invoices, uh, load tendering, and tracking and tracing information.
1: So do you see API replacing EDI at some point in the future?
2: Yeah, I, I definitely do. You know, API is definitely growing. Um, and, and the more it grows, it, it's, it's taking over slowly. I, I would say we have probably five, 10 years before we really see a big, big difference with API taking over EDI. Okay.
1: So a little more basics here. So for those who might not know, what is a transportation management system and why should someone invest in one?
2: Yeah, so a, a TMS uh, transportation management system is used by shippers, carriers, brokers, asset-based companies to manage their business. The biggest benefit of having a TMS is it allows you to effectively and efficiently manage all the data such as shipments, your assets uh, in a centralized location, rather than having it out on spreadsheets or physical documents in a filing cabinet it just gives you a way of accessing things at your fingertips at your computer anywhere in the world you know
1: i i do still run into people who aren't using transportation management systems both <laughs> shippers and brokers and it always gives me pause cuz i keep thinking how in the world do you manage your business and i mean it just see it baffles me because i uh, i don't get it anymore it's the way to go for sure so now that we've covered the basics we talked to offline about five areas that are you know, new, new trends, new things that are coming for the TMS business. So take us through
2: those, Cameron. Number one is? The first major thing that I foresee for our industry is systems becoming easier to use and configure. You know, One of the big things that I've, I've seen being in this industry is that with systems, you sometimes need to get the developer involved to help set them up. And developers' time is expensive, $150 to $350 an hour. It can cost companies thousands of dollars to just get set up and configured. I believe that that is all kind of going away. Rather than having a developer involved to set up a system, all of that can be automated. And the things that can't be automated, such as enabling a load board on your platform or a carrier integration or anything, any third-party integration for that matter, the user who is a non-technical user should be able to do that themselves. So systems should be built in such a way where it allows the user to configure it themselves rather than having, you know, the, the TMS provider having to do everything for them and billing them thousands of dollars to do it.
1: Cameron, you're you're absolutely right. That is a horrible feeling when you sell a new account or you bring on a new client and everything seems Great. And then you start setting it up and you realize, (laughs) for some reason, this carrier needs this. uh, And and then you start talking to your TMS guy and they say, oh, well, we're going to have to put a developer on that and it's going to cost this much money. And the money is usually only half of the pain. The other half is when they say, and my developer won't be ready for three weeks. And so then you're in this horrible position with a brand new customer, who you made commitments yeah. to that you made promises to. Now you go back and say, yeah, I know we said we'd start with this, but a month from now, it will actually do the real job. It's a horrible feeling. So and I also feel like this, there's a we're so much more tech savvy on the user side now. Back in the day, I felt like TMS was a foreign language. Now all of us are used to it. So I feel like <laughs> we're ready.
2: Sign us up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I just—it's a uh, a place where the industry is definitely improving, but I feel like we have a lot of room to grow in, in that piece of the uh, industry. So I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of that. I think
1: I think so much of the challenge is you guys thinking like we think because you guys think as developers and we think as uh, laymen. We're not developers, yeah. so being able to make it connecting the dots for. Non-techies is not probably the easiest job for you guys. Nope, takes a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> so number two, what's the second big trend or thing we're going to see in the t- TMS world?
2: Yeah, so artificial intelligence, uh, to me, is the next big thing that's coming. In today's world, we're hearing a little bit about that. Some companies are using it on a limited basis. Is, some of it is just hype. It's not actual artificial intelligence. But with artificial intelligence and where it's going to have a big impact on our industry is, you know, automating a lot of the mundane tasks that we have, such as following up with carriers or automatically dispatching loads in the morning to each one of your carriers. A lot of that can be automated utilizing AI.
0: We'll get right back to the podcast in just a moment. If you sell transportation or logistics services, the Logistics of Logistics can help you sell more. Our customized program will help you understand your sales personality, including your strengths and blind spots, get more sales leads, and improve your communication and salesmanship. We can also position you as a recognized industry expert and help you reach your target audience. To learn more, visit thelogisticsoflogistics.com. And now, back to the show. So AI is now possible when it wasn't
1: so long ago because of a few things you talked about offline.
2: Yeah, so one is computing power, uh, two is lots of data, and three is connectivity. So to expand on that, AI does not work correctly without a tremendous amount of data. And with a tremendous amount of data, to process that data, you need the computing power to do that. So nowadays, we have access to these very high-powered machines that can process millions or even billions amounts of records within a few seconds to effectively use AI. And again, we're more connected than ever before with all these third-party providers, which allow us to gather the information that we need or automate a lot of processes within inside of the TMS platform uh, just through that connectivity.
1: Yeah, Cameron, when you think about it, 10 years ago, we know some people aren't using transportation management systems right now, but 10 years ago... Tons of people weren't so all of that valuable data was just put into file cabinets, and you can't learn the machine can't learn if it's not on that that information's not available. Yeah, absolutely. And I like to think that there'll be some sort of AI monster that can punish non-compliant shippers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I could
2: see that <laughs> happening too.
1: <laughs> so, next
2: big trend after uh, AI. Yeah. So I ease of use of the technology itself. So the user experience has to become easier and more intuitive. Without it, you know, you have to deal with some software providers where it takes a big user manual to actually train your staff on the application itself. That alone is a red flag to me. If I were to sign up for any piece of software and they gave me a 500-page training manual, I would get rid of that software as fast as I possibly could. You know, with today's technologies and design uh, that's available to us, we're able to build systems as technologists that are intuitive. Uh, As soon as a user logs in, they know where to go just based off the way it's laid out. They know how to utilize the system quickly, or it takes a quick 10 to 15 minute training session in order for them to actually utilize the software.
1: Right. If I could add something there, Cameron, two things. First off, I think you know we we're, we're all using amazon yeah. and ebay and uh you know facebook all these yeah. different things in our in our personal life and i think that software is so intuitive and so powerful simple that we've we've been spoiled and so it's hard to bring somebody to work and say yeah use this clunky system and he, yeah to your point here's this this red flag uh, training uh-huh. manual it's hard to convince somebody that they want to do that when they know it can be done a lot easier because yeah. they live it every day.
2: So I, I think one of the the big things with user manuals is if you're going to have a user manual, make sure it's built into the system and actually can train the user in live time rather than it be a, a text document that's you know they have to read through outside of the system. <laughs> right. So I'll tell a little story here.
1: When I was using TMS or mm-hmm. your, your TMS 3PL systems years ago, we had a customer that had tons of inbound uh, shipments from like hundreds of suppliers and we had to train those suppliers. And I think we had like six screenshots on how to <laughs> tender a load, track, and that was it. And it was it was very much basics, but that was all we needed. And I used to say, if training takes more than 15 minutes, you're wasting time everybody on the team could train really quickly. And, and it was, it was a big selling point because the whole idea that you tell someone, yeah, every time there's turnover, that guy has to uh, take a class. That's a real turnoff. Absolutely. So beyond ease of use and having an intuitive system, what's the next thing we should be looking for? What's number four?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So number four, to me, would be user group meetings. Uh, User group meetings is basically hearing the voice of the customer or the user of a software platform. You know, from my perspective, we're engineers, right? And being engineers, we're not a broker, we're not the shipper, we're not the asset-based company. So at the end of the day, we write the code, we don't actually utilize the software for running our, our company. So with user group meetings, essentially, the way that works is you have a software business that has a once a month, once a quarter, once a year meeting over a call with their power users where they can actually provide feedback about the software itself and you know, what they would like to see built, rather than you dictating to the customer what, what you're going to build. So you get to hear directly from the users what they want to see in the future.
1: Yep. You know, it, we just talked about ease of use and I know you guys have had your software around for a long time yeah. and it's gotten probably even easier to use, but I know it got better because of these user group meetings. And, you know, I think where you want to get to when you're developing a product is you want to be able to deliver it before they ask for it. And the the only way you can do that is you have to
2: know them really, really well. Yeah, absolutely. And and through those user group yeah. meetings, it's it's allowed us to build better context. And I think for a lot of companies, it's really helped them.
1: Yeah. Many years ago, when I was still in automotive, I was in, uh, working with product development. And I always remember we had a consultant who came from the outside and we were talking about the new Jeep Wrangler and we were very excited about. And we told him all the new features and he asked us, which one of those did the customers ask for? And we ticked them all off. And he says, you don't get credit for any of those. You don't delight the customer by giving them disk breaks that they've been asking for for five years yeah so he said the only things that are going to delight them are going to be the things that you did for them that they didn't even know they could have yeah and you can only do that through those user group meetings really understanding the customer
2: yeah absolutely so next what's the next one what's number five i think number five is definitely going to be you know we're becoming more connected than ever before as software companies in the transportation industry. So today, TMS can pull data via APIs from all types of, uh, endpoints. So whether it be to load boards or carrier integrations that give you the carrier insurance information or the availability of carrier, you know, the, the carrier trucks, all of that can be done in live time in a single application now. So I think what we're going to see over the next three to five years is a tremendous amount of API integration amongst all the software companies that interact with one another in the transportation industry. To give you a, a further or deeper example of that, one of the things that I see a lot of nowadays is the customers of brokers no longer want to have to log into your TMS system. They want to be able to stay inside their environment. So an example of being more connected is allowing your customer as a brokerage to integrate with your TMS so that they can pull rates or create loads or track their shipments or even receive their invoices all via an API. So at the end of the day, the system that your customer is used to utilizing, they're able to stay inside that environment so they don't have to retrain their staff and have all the capabilities of your TMS directly within it. So that that's a really good example of being more connected.
1: Nice. Yeah, you know, years, I'm thinking 10 years ago, when you booked a load, it didn't check authorizations online. Now it'll go and check and see if, is this, is this uh, driver and, and does he have insurance and all that other authorizations? That was what, in the last five, six years? Yeah, that was only probably, yeah, last five, six years. And I think about this. We talked a little bit offline. I keep thinking there's that ELD data that now is got to be an enormous amount of data there. I don't know what we're going to do with it, but if I could see a point where you say we booked that driver, but he doesn't have hours. Obviously, there's people have to share that information for it to be available, but I can also see getting we have so much traffic data now with Waze and some other systems. I can see a time where that TMS becomes this uh, even more valuable tool to people in the transportation space.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the more data that becomes available in our industry, an API is going to tap into it at the end of the day. Otherwise, you know, not sharing that information out uh, with the industry, it's it's just, it's not helping anyone. So at the end of the day, we're definitely going to see a lot more API connectivity for directly to the data endpoints. So
1: yeah, if you're not going to share it, you might as well go put it in an old fashioned file cabinet, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, Cameron, this was great. So, if I could just summarize, we talked about ease of configuring, right? That's one trend number one. AI is coming. Number two, ease of use, making your systems more intuitive so there's not a ton of training or a a big training manual. User groups so you can get the voice of the customer. And then number five, which is connecting, which means connecting to all these different systems and getting access to all that cool information that's out there. Yep. So, Good stuff. So Cameron, tell us a little bit about what's going on at 3PL Systems.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So one of the big focuses for us is, over the years, we have realized that we have built a pretty strong product. And what we wanted to do for our customers is tear it all down and start over based off those user group meetings that we've had, based off the feedback we've gained, and build a platform that can really help them transform their business and grow. And scale with them, no matter, no matter their size. So at the end of last year, we actually launched that new product. It's called Brokeware version two. We wanted to keep our original name just to, you know, keep with our roots. And since then, with this new technology that it's built on, we're able to build in a very, very quick manner. So for us, introducing new features or technology, it's, it's much easier and quicker for us now. And we're really excited about the future of TMS.
1: Well, I know I've always enjoyed working with your team and always enjoyed using your software when I was using it. Appreciate that. Cameron, thank you so much. What I'll do is I'll put a link to your LinkedIn profile and a link to 3PL system. So if people want to get in touch with you and keep the conversation going, they can. And uh, Cameron, thanks so much for sharing your knowledge and expertise today.
2: Absolutely, Joe. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Yep. And thank you all the audience for uh, listening to my podcast.